So welcome to another episode of Coconut Oil Stardust and Dope Vibes. I am your resident fairy godmother, Tamara Angela. And this episode, um, it's actually kind of sort of the intro to a larger topic. But I wanted to um, just kind of hop on and do this and record this episode um, so you guys can kind of get an idea of where I'm coming from when I do the next episode with a special guest. We're going to have conversation and um, I think you'll like the topic. So this one... You know, everybody gather around story time. Y'all know how I do. So this whole concept of reclaiming your time, reclaiming your power. We like Auntie Maxine, Senator Maxine Waters. She talked about us reclaiming our time and that concept of making sure that you take back your power. It's like your time has been lost, your your power has been lost, your energy has been lost. It's like, no, I'm going to take that back. That belongs to me, right? And so we affectionately talk about reclaiming our time. It's on like every meme ever. Um, but I was listening to a sermon recently and it was talking about reclaiming <clears throat> your power. And really stepping into your power and stepping into the fullness of who you are designed to be. And when I listen to these sermons and certain things just kind of grab me, I put it on a sticky note and put it up on my closet door, right? So I'm constantly staring at it. And this concept, it just, it kind of sat with me for a minute. And I was like, I don't know why this is kind of lingering for me, but I'm going to, the word is going to come to me. I'm not, you know, tripping. The word is going to come to me. So here comes February, you know, Black History Month. And for the past couple of years, I've done this thing on goddess energy and black history month and it originally started out as me um paying homage to black actresses and performers that i considered having goddess energy right um and so i would do a little research on them find out their zodiac sign find out the thing that made them very goddessy to me right and it was at the at the end of each one of their stories, there was always this power, this push to do what nobody else thought they could. It was always that kind of thing, which I thought was amazing, right? So I've, you know, recycled some of those this year because, you know, algorithms, everybody doesn't see stuff. People have short attention span. People forget things. And the information is still valid and still great. So... I recycle some of those because content um, and repost. And I have an Instagram that I started, Instagram and Twitter, 
that I started called the Love Expansion Project. Um, just trying to be obedient and follow what I've been asked to do. And um, on Twitter, it's expand underscore love. On Instagram, it's the Love Expansion Project. And on there, I'm talking about what genuine love is, what the real um, definition of love is and how we can spread it and the different kinds of love. Like this is, this is the conversation there, right? It's a whole love vibration, creating a love vibration. And so I said, well, let me start looking at archetypes for goddesses, which was something I wrote down years ago to do. And I just didn't do it because I don't think it was time to do it or, you know, whatever. Right. So, and I'm sipping ginger tea as we're talking. So I start going through and finding these goddesses um, from all, you know, from all backgrounds. I didn't want to just do and focus on goddesses that were black, African, um, women of color. I wanted to look at all of them because, you know, Irish people have goddesses and the Germans have goddesses and, you know, there's all these archetypes. And if you actually pay attention to a little bit of everybody, you'll see how everything is combined at some point in time. Like you can see how these archetypes um, they cross over. And that, to me, that's interesting because I'm partnered, right? So I start researching. I have this list of goddesses that um, I found interesting. And, and I found this list of their names. So I said, well, let me go about, you know, checking them out. And I posted to um, that were quite interesting to me. And then I got to one whose name was Astarte. I'm I'm not going to go off the, the deep end about Astarte in this episode. I think I'm going to save it for the episode with my special guest. But basically, um, Astarte and her archetype and her energy and her being she is also known as the queen of heaven she shows up in the bible um and jeremiah first kings <sighs> and i so you know i'm looking at her and the information that's given on her just in general it was like super basic super basic it's like warrior goddess but I'm like, how are they giving this basic ass information, but she's known as the queen of heaven? Something's disconnecting. Something's like, something's not making sense because she can't be known as the queen of heaven. Show up in the Bible. But y'all barely got information on her. And I, I fell down a rabbit hole looking for her. So I said, well, since they don't want to, post the information about her and I can't really find it googling it let me just go on to these to these bible verses then right 
she shows up in there and um she is larger than life energy and she has temples you know dedicated to her that's big shit queen of heaven temples dedicated to you so i start reading reading the context and then kind of researching back from there because i wanted to know i said well let me read this context and here we got the jews in egypt showing up in this text we have king solomon who as i continue to research black women in the bible the jewish king solomon liked him a black woman he he i mean he was married to the queen of sheba who when we actually do our research on Makeba, she is the queen of all the ethiopian lands and um her son Menelik is huge, right? Her her son and um King Solomon's son Menelik, I mean, huge lineage, huge, 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 right? But they just call her the queen of the dark lands. I'm like, but she's the queen of Sheba. Well, where's Sheba at? Okay, we find out Sheba is basically like the Ethiopian lands. So now we have a whole lineage of Ethiopian Jews. And then her son, Menelik, who the Bible doesn't want to mention as Menelik necessarily. Um, they don't want to mention her name. Her name is Makeba. And she's rich as hell. And she's a queen in her own right. And she goes to Israel and then she says, yeah, I'm going back to my place because I got my own stuff. I don't have to stay here while you gallivant around. Got all these other women. Come to find out King Solomon continues to engage in dating, marrying air quotes, exotic women, but these are Egyptian women and you've got Egyptian Jews who don't identify with the Jews of Israel. They don't even speak the same language. When you do the research, they, they don't speak the same language. The Jews in Egypt, they practice as the Egyptians do. They practice with incense, and rituals and gods and goddesses because this is what they know in the land where they are and so when you got this whole Moses go down let my people go he's going to reclaim the Jews of Egypt and they want them to come back and be like the Jews in Israel who have one God this is a conversion of Christianity. There's a part in Jeremiah, this chapter 17 and 18. I got to look at my stuff, but I, we'll talk about that more when we, when I have my special guest. But there's a part in Jeremiah where basically the Jews in Egypt was like, pause, 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 hold up. Now, look, we know we slaves. And we probably don't have too much say. But I could tell you this one thing. Y'all wiped away our ability to worship the feminine. 
goddess, right? Because in Egypt and all these other lands, the female form, the femininity, the goddess was everything. She was power. She was voice. She was birth. She was death. She was, oh, she was everything. And they recognized that and they respected it. And then here comes these folks wanting to spread Christianity and basically say, well, we're going to take the man and take over, right? And so the Jews in Egypt, basically in Jeremiah, they say, look, when we were doing our rituals, lighting our incense, praying to the queen of heaven, when we prayed to all of our gods and goddesses, we were straight. We were cool. We were slaves, but we were cool. Now y'all want us to convert to this one God and believe all this other stuff. And we got famine. Everybody's hungry. Ain't nobody got no money. I don't know about this. Look like our stuff was working. Why y'all want us over here? When I read that part in the Bible, it floored me. I can't. It's It has... It has ignited something at a cellular level in me so many times if you read the bible 50 11 right and now i see this part in the bible and i'm like oh wait a minute she's mentioned the queen of heaven astarte she's mentioned several other times in the bible um but then i start falling down the rabbit hole again well, wait a minute. What's the currently? What is the religion in Egypt, right? Because they always fighting over Egypt. And when you listen to Christian teaching, they always talk about the Egyptians like they're like a redheaded stepchild, right? Why does the Christian philosophy see the Egyptians as redheaded stepchilds, stepchildren? But when we go to museums, we understand how powerful they were. But when you listen to Christian sermons and stuff, and they always talking about going down to Egypt and Mesopotamia, it's got this negative connotation. These things aren't adding up. And so I'd look up and um, talk about and and see what the religion is in Egypt. And um, there's Christianity there, but they're, they're, um, mainly Muslim. So I'm like, well, okay. So we got this fight in the Bible to turn them Christian, but when did they become Muslim? So I start going through all this stuff or whatever and looking it up. And I tell a girlfriend of mine, I said, I am way deep down this rabbit hole, but everything in this rabbit hole shows me that there was a systematic cover up to snatch away the power of women, the feminine, and healing. And she says, I want you to read this book with me. I'm like, cool, because I'm thirsting for knowledge. My soul needs something else. And she gives me the book, and it's called The Sibyls. And I said, well, I've seen The Sibyls before. Because remember, I'm doing this research on goddess energy, right? And the Sibyls come up and she says to start reading this book. So we start reading this book together. And when I tell you I had, I had to put the book down in the beginning during the intro because I had this 
reaction at a it was at such a, it felt like something in my DNA revolted. It was an anger. It was like, I wanted to wail. When I start reading this history, it was, um, I told her, I said, I'm angry in a space. I've never been angry before. And, um, I said, I'm going to keep reading the book. We're going to finish the book. And I said, but we, I feel like we need to have this conversation on a podcast or something, because this is not something I can write out. This is something we got to talk through. And so I'm reading this book where both of us are reading this book together and just talking about how you've got these priests who took all of the knowledge, the divine knowledge from these prophetesses, from these from these priestesses. And they took it, obliterated the priestesses and said they were the ones who had these prophecies. These these indigenous black women who were sibyls, who were oracles, were obliterated from history largely except for saving grace, because this is how this kind of stuff works. There were some people that was like, nah, we're watching y'all try to annihilate their history. We just going to write a few little small things and pass it down secretly. So then that way the Sybils never go away. And here come these documents getting uncovered. And people are like, well, we never heard of the Sybils. And, and the folks that wrote it were just like, no, nah, you, you probably won't. But here's this documentation that they existed. And then when we actually look at the way that things are run, the the Greek and Roman archetypes, we see them. We see these oracles. We see these priestesses, these prophets. We see them show up and we see how they've been whitewashed. And so I look back at that sticky note on my door that says to reclaim your power. Every Wednesday, I do a um, Reiki circle for women, specifically for women. And the point is to midweek, let's recharge, let's recalibrate, let's gather ourselves, let's just kind of have this word, right? And I don't necessarily plan what I'm going to talk about. I just know that we got to get into it and discuss some stuff. And so I, um, we came this Wednesday. Is it like the 22nd? I think. And I said, you know what? I have this understanding that women specifically are having trouble with reclaiming their power because they never knew they had power. I've been doing this work, this healing work, this transformational work with men and women. My target was always women, but it was with, you know, I work with men and women. And women have the hardest time speaking up in their voice. When I do your natal chart, 
I, I, I see so many women with so much fire element and they're silent little mice. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense because their environment has told them you think too much. You talk too much. You're too much energy. You're to be seen, not heard. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Some of this is hashed out in Ain't I a Woman by Bell Hooks, which I read last month. And that just blew my mind. It was written in like 1980. And 40 years later, we're still having the same ass conversation on the same frequency and ain't nothing changed. I don't care about small change. Nothing's changed when I read that book and that pissed me off. But here comes this book on the Sibyls and now I'm, I'm, I'm in enraged. I'm incensed. Like when I, it wasn't just like mental anger or emotional anger like I said I felt it in every single cell in my body <clears throat> after learning this information and so I'm sitting there in the Reiki session and I said we can't reclaim our power we I got we people out here working on this concept of take it back take your power back take your power back but that would say that at some point you knew you had power. So let's think about a little kid, two little kids, and they're in a playroom. One's playing with the truck. Another kid comes and snatches the truck. So to reclaim it and take it back, the first kid would have to have recognized and acknowledged ownership of the truck in the first place like no that's my truck you can't take my stuff back and that first kid would have had to have some type of fire in them and courage to say no I'm gonna take my stuff back hold up that's not yours and they snatch it back right so they're gonna reclaim the truck they're gonna take the truck back now scenario number two you got same two kids, they're in there, they're playing with the truck. Child A is playing with the truck, child B snatches the truck. If child A doesn't go back to take the truck, it's because child B told them, this is my truck, that's not your truck. And they, they, they convinced them that it's not their truck and they can't have it back. Or, and, and, and team A is so docile so people pleasing that they say, well, maybe that wasn't my truck or okay, I can go ahead and share it and you can go ahead and have it. Or child A never took ownership of the truck. It's just like, oh, well, it's just a regular truck. They can go ahead and have it. They can have it. And they give them the truck. That latter scenario is where we're at now. And we got there. there. There were women who knew that we had the power, but eventually people stopped talking about it. They stopped passing that information down verbally. They, they weren't able to write it because they could write it. They could destroy it. So you didn't get the common knowledge that that power belong to you 
Have we always had powerful women? Yes. But somewhere along the line, the rhetoric got turned that powerful women who walk in their own and and who own their bodies and who own their state of mind, that those women are an anomaly or something that's not attainable or those women are whores, bitches, um, that these are not the type of women to aspire to because somewhere in there, that patriarchal message changed around the idea of what a woman is. And we let it. We let it and then it got systematically obliterated and the channel got changed, right? And so we've always kind of worked as women underneath the radar. Always, 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 always worked underneath the radar. But it just floors me. Because now I understand why women are having such a hard time with their power. They didn't know they had it in the beginning. And yet we've had all these signs around us. These signs, they they persist. But you don't even know what they are. Because it's been whitewashed and put under cover. And like I did a whole series on the days of the week. They're named after after people. Friday is named after a goddess. You were told to be afraid of Friday the 13th. And you were told to be afraid of Friday the 13th. So then that way, female Feminine energy, the female form could be scary to you because we want your power to be scary to you. We don't want you telling other people about your power. And so we're going to say that the number 13 in all its divinity, it's bad. And so wars, wars were fought to obliterate. The feminine, the female form, the power of all of that to obliterate these oracles. Wars were fought for it. There were wars waged to shut you up. Do you understand the power in that? The strength in that? They had to kill people. To bring you down. Eventually it happened. And now we're here. And you got so many folks out here with this message of reclaiming your power. And it's like. So many women have never walked in their power. It's there at a cellular level. It's there in your DNA. But it's going to be awkward as hell. You're not going to believe it. It's not going to feel authentic to you because you never learned. Eventually it can be. This is where our leadership is important and people are looking for leadership to look a certain way. This is where other oracles have woken up because when you read about the Sibyls, there's an understanding that at a cellular level, this Energy, this power, this gift is passed down 
we hit it in our DNA and passed it down. And so the hope was that in every lifetime and incarnation, these sibyls, these oracles would wake up and have this understanding that nobody else understands and talk about this stuff to wake everybody else up. This is why, you know, I'm telling my girlfriend and we'll talk about this, like I said, in the, in the podcast, but I said, I used to have problem with the, the, the spiritual cosplay. It's like, oh, here's the uniform. You have to wear a turban and have a septum ring. Um, and you must be belly dancing online and you have to have the tarot cards. It has to look like this because if it looks like that, that means it's spiritual. And here go people going to folks who look like that who can't evoke change or transformation because it's not in their DNA to do so. And it's not their divine assignment, but they look the part, right? And I was like, this is getting on my nerves because it's messing stuff up. It's keeping stuff out of balance. Once I fell down this rabbit hole, this recent rabbit hole, because I fall down many. Once I fell down this rabbit hole, I said, you know what? I'm a pause on that because We need as many women as possible to feel comfortable in their feminine form. Some way, some shape, somehow. That we need them to feel comfortable in their feminine form. And if you're doing that and you're doing things on a surface level, a very superficial level, hopefully your your being will wake up. And say, I need something deeper. And then you can be open to the deeper that already exists, right? You can be open to that. So this whole idea of reclaiming your power, it's it's a difficult thing. And I just wanted to kind of put that out there that if you're stumbling with that, if you're having trouble with that, it's merely because your soul at a soul level didn't know that you owned the power in the first place. And so when you're seeing these messages and receiving these messages about taking your power back, you're feeling lost because you're like, well, I never had the power. So I don't know what it feels like to hold it, to own it, to touch it, to smell it, to feel it. You don't know what that's like. And so when you do get it, you either get you know, it it goes to some type of extreme. You'll give it back because you're like, oh no, I don't belong here. This does this, this isn't me. You do belong here. We all do. We all do. We have to turn this tide, and the way that we turn the tide is doing it together. Together. Because we've gone on way too long with all the wrong things happening. So I don't know. We're going to talk about that in, you know, when I have my guest on um, ways to reclaim your power, ways to reclaim that strength and that energy and actually feel authentic with it, actually feel like it belongs to you because it does. It does. I can't tell you how many women have trouble in their feminine energy but likewise there are men who have trouble in their feminine energy because they've been told that it's weak likewise we don't understand the power and the strength of 
female warriors, the Amazonian warriors were not to be fucked with. They were not to be played with at all. These women would take you out stronger than any men. Feminine energy is built to create and destroy. It's not all demure. There was a there was propaganda that came through to tell us that you had to be demure. And it started with white women. And then it trickled down. And so now we have these dumbass conversations about submitting, which is always wrong. These dumbass conversations about, you know, um, gender roles and these dumbass conversations about you know what women do and what men do like I said ain't I a woman talks about that with bell hooks so I refuse to have these conversations anymore because we have answers as to why we're here we don't need to live here anymore we need to fix it and having these dumbass gender war conversations is not the solution because the answer to feminine energy And the answer to masculine energy, it has nothing to really do with gender. But what happened is women became under attack for being full goddesses, which is a mix of the feminine and masculine. Because there were some goddesses that will kick your ass. Kali, ass kicker. Destroyer. We just simply came under fire for being powerful women in our full glory because it was stronger than men. Way stronger. It's the way we were created. It has nothing to do with these, these goofy gender wars. But there is a war waged on women. So I just wanted to kind of plant this here. Um, because we are going to come back and have this conversation once me and my guest finish reading this book, we're going to have this conversation and, um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I will drop the link for the name of the book, um, as well as the link to become part of the Patreon community that I have. I'm really really pushing to come off of social media um simply because social media channels and waves are clogged up and so i'm really pushing to come off of social media more and um live more in real life and more in spaces that don't um kind of force their hand on on structure and how we give out information so um I want you guys to join the Patreon community um, every week, every Wednesday, we have the Reiki session where we are, it's the midweek frequency um, sessions where we just relax and um, just kind of gather ourselves So and reset. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for entertaining my mind and my being. Um, make sure you're following me on Instagram, love and fairy magic, F-A-E-R-Y. 
and also on Twitter, Love Fairy Magic. Make sure you follow the Instagram, The Love Expansion Project, and I will also place the Twitter for that in the show notes.